And here we are with Mike Miracles. I'm Zach Lyons. Uh, this is football and other F-words, of course. And Mike just got in uh, from Ooh. the pa- first day of the Patriots-Titans joint practice. How? I mean, yesterday was really hot, right? Yeah, yeah so, it, it was not that hot. Yeah, it's not that hot. Now, and we did get brief moments of cloud cover, which, I mean... You spend like, you know, the in-between play times half the times looking up at the sky trying to anticipate whether or not a cloud's gonna get there, because clouds make all the difference in the world. Well, uh, I mean, did you I see you still have not worn the polo that we uh, spent money on <laughs> that has our logo on it. I'll uh, I'll I'll bust you, that one out tomorrow. Did you at least take the water bottle out with you? Uh I did not. No, well, I so, did not so you're failing the brand. <laughs> Failing the brand. I'm failing miserably. Okay, so let let's talk about Patriots are a totally different animal than anything in else in the NFL. They're yeah. they're they're ran differently. They're they're better coached. They have a better staff surrounding them for the most part. What was did you see any differences with the coaching style, the practice style between the Patriots and the Titans that you've seen in previous training camps? Like, was the atmosphere different? Um, I mean, obviously the the big thing, you know, obviously Vrabel was a lot more high energy and demonstrative than Bill Belichick is. I mean, Belichick's just a very different style, dude. Even in his press press conference before practice, I was standing there trying to listen to to Belichick, and I I gave up about halfway through because I was standing like three rows back, not even that far away from from him, and I could not hear a word he said. That's exactly what Chad said on Midday 180. He yep. said the same exact thing. He goes, I'm glad David Reed has audio because I didn't hear anything he said. I, I didn't hear a single word. I was, and then you try to read his lips, and he doesn't really even move his lips. It's amazing. He just kind of... Now... I know you only have you only have one more press pass, I guess, for tomorrow, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you just yell for the people in the back? Could you <laughs> could you speak up? Well, I didn't want to get uh, like drawn and quartered out of the edit practice. You You'd have been it. famous though. Uh, oh, not in a good way. No, not, not in a good, a good way. way. Yeah, I'm sure he would, probably would have eviscerated me uh, publicly. So, so what and was I'd it, never be invited back? What was it like? And besides the energy level between Vrabel, the the difference between an energy level between Vrabel and uh, Belichick. Uh, I've seen videos from A to Z Sports uh, where Brady comes out and Vrabel yells at him just instantly. Oh, we can yeah. start practice now. Well, he's uh, yelling at him about 12 walking. Is here. He's yelling yeah. at him about walking on the field. Then, he's like, you're still walking on the field? <laughs> yeah. And Brady says, uh, just worry about your own shit. And yeah. like, it's, it was a good exchange. It's it's a very good exchange. Oh, it Was that the theme through the whole practice a lot of shit talking yeah they they gave each other some shit tom brady sent uh all the rookies all the patriots rookies over right before practice uh to sing happy birthday to mike vrabel and you got that, that on right, video right yeah i got that on video that was right in front of me which is kind of funny uh Nikhil harry super late getting over there so Uh-oh. i don't know what's going on with him well i thought I, did he practice in full today I didn't because see him. He got so, injured yesterday. I didn't watch the Patriots offense hardly at all, but okay. he did not practice at all in the one segment that we did see of him. Uh, so what was it like seeing the greats? I mean, to me, they're probably the goat of each of their position, yeah. Brady and Belichick. It's cool to see him in person. I mean, the guys that did watch the Patriots offense today, I'm going to watch the Patriots offense today after watching the Titans offense today. So uh the you guys, mean tomorrow after today yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'll be watching the patriots offense tomorrow 
Um, but the guys that did uh, watch the the Pats offense today came back and were saying, yeah, it's it's just a really crisp op- operation from them. And in the drive that we did see, they did pull them over onto the same field at the very end and kind of went back and forth. But um, during that drive, yeah, it's just crisp. I mean, Brady, he's so good in the – the thing is, I mean, he wasn't even throwing the ball deep down the field. It's just the way he operates the offense at such a high level, and he can anticipate exactly what you're doing defensively. If you show your blitz even a split second too soon, he's going to check into something that's going to beat it, and he just does that even in practice. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom down the field, and they, the Patriots run, you know, I, I'm sure it was different in a bigger sample size, but they probably ran like, 60% plus of the plays that they ran in the team periods that, that I saw were screen passes of some sort. They just screen, 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 tunnel screen. Like, I mean, it's just insane. And they block it so well. They time it so well. Brady's so good at, you know, faking that he's he's actually giving the handoff and then coming out with the screen pass. It's it's all just so smooth. It's It's really something to see. So, so like you said, you're you're gonna watch the Patriots' offense a little bit more tomorrow, which means that yeah. you'll see the Titans' defense more tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll get in. We had a few fan questions. I asked for questions about Harold Landry, and um, I had some questions about Rashawn Evans. But yeah. we'll we'll hold those for tomorrow, just because that's not what you saw today. Yeah. Evans did make a nice play during uh, one of the team periods that I saw. The the one team period yeah. that I saw. Him and uh, Austin Johnson combined to blow up a running play. So you watch the offense. So one of that, the Titans offense versus the Patriots defense. So one of the things that entails, we'll go through the one-on-ones, the seven-on-sevens, and 11-on-11s separately. So let's Mm -hmm. start with probably the worst string of performances for the day, which was the one-on-ones. It looked like Tannehill missed a couple of people. Uh, specifically ARW, it looks like Ma- Mariota did the same thing. Marcus, you know, he struggled with, I think it was a sideline throw to Taewon at one point, but then Taewon also dropped a pass, so it it wasn't good. It didn't hey, sound like we got Taewon, a lot. I'll say Taewon had one raked out. It, yeah. was, it was like a diving, contested catch. He The corner had him covered. In, in a game, they don't throw that ball, but, you know, that he, it kind of, he caught it. Fell, and as he was going down to the ground, the corner was able to rake it out. Let, let's go through these one-on-ones real quick. Um, let's start off with our boy, Ferkser. He is our boy, yeah. our baby boy. Oh, yeah. And uh, a name that I heard a lot today was J.C. Jackson. Yep. And J.C. Jackson completely bodied Ferkser on one of the videos that you posted. Yeah, it was, um, it was ugly. What Was that... I mean... What's your takeaway from him letting someone like J.C. Jackson, who I don't think very few of our audience members have ever heard of, yeah. what, what's your takeaway on that? Who was throwing the ball? What was the route? What do you, what do you think about that particular video? That, that play, Mariota was the quarterback on that one, and it got picked off, so it, it's not on Mariota, though. It, again, one-on-ones are a little bit of a different animal because the quarterback doesn't have the choice to not throw it to that guy. He's throwing it to that person that's running that route. And Ferkser got eaten alive on the route. I mean, J.C. Jackson jumped him, got him off of his line, and then got in front of him to get the ball and basically ran the route for him. Um, it was a great play by J.C. Jackson, and he had a good practice. He he really showed yeah, up Yeah, his name his name was everywhere yeah. today now, he did get beat really bad by Taewon Taylor later but I'll uh we can get to that in a minute but 
he he really dominated Furcher on that rep. And, you know, it's one rep, so you don't want to take too much away from it. But I, I do think, in general, that entire period was really bad for the Titans offense. I mean, the quarterbacks weren't terrible, I didn't think. Like, a, there was the overthrow from Tannehill. There was a couple other throws that probably weren't on the money. But a lot of it was just the receivers getting eaten alive by the Patriots corners. So. That's a little bit troubling, but I will say that I, I don't I think I don't think Corey Davis took a single rep during that period. Uh AJ Brown might have taken one, and I think Humphreys might have taken one. Yeah, because so I didn't see was, anybody say anything about their one on ones at no, all. It was so. a lot of Sharp, a lot of Taylor, a lot of um Anthony Ratliff Williams, Cody Hollister, you know. It sounds like they're trying to down the roster. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what can these late or low on the depth chart receivers out of our top, besides our top three, what can they give us against this quality of uh, defensive backs? Because Gilmore was out there on Tajay, and Tajay did make a one-handed catch. Yeah, and he made some plays later, but. It's overall what kind of grade we'll include pluses minuses if you want or for a, that one on one period yeah a F, F F for the Titans yeah yeah that, that's it bad when so one on one period you should theoretically be completing like it's it is slanted in favor of the offense heavily you know right. if, if you get a one on one during a game that's considered like a great thing right so this is dictating that you're getting one on one every time so you should be winning a lot of these. And there's no pressure, no pass rush, anything like that. You should be completing probably like 80 to 90 percent in one on one periods. And I would be shocked if the Titans completed more than 40 percent of the one on one uh, passes. Let's get to one of our uh, questions from the uh, our Twitter Uh, is from Brandon Ewing uh, at B underscore skip 1717. Describe the A.J. Brown catch and how he looked today. Now, there's also a question of also the status on Derrick Henry. I don't think that... I can, I can, I can give you an answer on Derrick okay. Henry. Okay, well, let's, let's hit both those. Let's go A.J. Brown catch and how he looked today overall because that's probably the biggest storyline uh, besides Marcus V. Tannehill. But, yeah. And then tell us about Derrick Henry. Okay, so... Uh, I'll describe describe the AJ Brown catch because it was the it was the play of the day. It was really fantastic. So uh, the sun is beaming down from overhead. It's hot as hell outside. The grass is glimmering with sweat. Uh, AJ Brown releases down the uh, left sideline, and he, he has a step on. Uh, I think it was it. It was McCourty. It was uh, he has a, he has a step on Jason McCourty. Uh, the ball comes comes over his shoulder. McCourty's making up a little bit of ground. The ball's just a little bit outside and a little bit underthrown. But A.J. Brown is able to kind of shield off McCourty with his body and then adjust as the ball comes over his head, over to his outside shoulder, and he kind of slides down to the ground and catches it over his left shoulder on the outside. And and it was, it was a fantastic catch, and it shows the ball skills that are so natural to him. I mean, his ability to track a ball – and make plays on the ball in the air are to me his greatest trait. Um, I mean, the fact that he's built like a brick shit house certainly helps too. But his his natural ball skills and just feel for tracking a football in the air is is what's really special about him as a prospect. And that showed off all of that. Now he didn't 
get a ton of reps in practice. They're clearly still managing him uh, from a rep standpoint. But from what I did see, he looked pretty good, even if I don't think he's probably 100% as far as speed and, and acceleration just yet. I think they're still kind of asking him to to not like you know lay it all out there just yet but uh between between brown and davis both those guys kind of got limited reps today but that was a beautiful play before we get to henry real quick on aj brown (laughs) yeah i am and i don't think that he's gonna play this next preseason game do you get that feeling i mean Uh, don't you think they'll kind of if he plays it's not going to be anything substantial we'll see how much he does tomorrow if he, if he's a little bit more involved tomorrow I could see him possibly playing Saturday I do think they need to get him some game reps if possible because it's pretty clear from the rotations that he is the guy that they want to take that third wide receiver spot away from Sharp who's currently holding it um, and I think the you know it's not a big secret that the ideal three wide receiver set is Davis Humphreys brown um and i feel like the titans want him to get to that point but he needs to earn it and the only way he can earn it is through showing it on the practice field and in preseason games so um i i wouldn't rule him out just yet but we'll see what he does tomorrow and kind of go from there do you uh let's get to the point of derrick henry what's the yeah. status update on derrick because i'm kind of surprised that you even not to say that you're not a investigative reporter, <laughs> but I haven't heard of, of an update on Derek, so I'm, I'm yeah. very anxious to hear the Derek Henry update. So he was out there, and I think this is a relative, relatively new thing. Um, he was out there on some of the, I guess it was actually the middle field today where they were working the injured players, and he was out there running and, and cutting and doing some different you know footwork drills and stuff like that. And he looked to be moving around well. I mean, it wasn't like he's out there gimping around or, or just barely moving. He was moving fluidly. He was in the weight room um, after practice. You know, he was just kind of standing there talking to some guys and stuff like that. But he was he was out. It looked like he had gone back in after that first initial warm up and got a lift in. So it seems like he's he's definitely not just sitting around rehabbing at this point. He's, he's actively ramping up. Um, and we're starting to see a little bit more activity from him. And on that same note, Johnny Smith spent a good amount of time out on the practice field, running routes, uh, catching balls. Um, he's almost been kind of forgotten yeah. recently. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, kind of not been seen or heard from at all. Um, so he had, he was wearing a knee brace, so I don't know if that's something that he's going to keep uh, when he plays or when he comes back to play or if they're going to eventually wean him off of that. But he was wearing a knee brace, but he did look like he was running routes at probably 80 to 90% speed and catching passes and stuff like that. He was, he did a lot of work outside today. Well, let's talk let's talk about a little bit of other injury history before we go into the 7-on-7s, seven 11-on-11s. Sevens, seven uh, not history, I guess news. Um no Delaney for third straight practice. Now, yeah. I heard people on the radio, I believe it was uh, PK on midday, talking about that. He's a little concerned of why Delaney's missing everything, but it yeah. seems in a press conference with Vrabel that it was just a maintenance day, his yeah. third straight maintenance day. He's a 30, he just turned 36, yeah, right? 35. 35. 35 yeah. uh, he's a 35 year old vet. Does he, no concern, right? I mean, zero concern after I'm, hearing that. Did you have concern before hearing that? No, I'm okay. I'm not concerned about Delaney. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, not either right now. 
if I think if it was a serious injury issue, we'd probably know something about no it. No Nate Davis. Do we know what or why no. yet? No, they, they they originally I think it was originally framed as exhaustion or heat exhaustion or whatever. It's kind of the Rashawn Evans treatment that yeah. Davis is getting right now, which you know, who knows what that means, but we haven't even seen him working on the side field or anything gotcha. like that yet. So I would imagine Davis is almost certainly not going to play against the Patriots, and we'll see if he's even able to get back for, uh, what? who do they play week three? Uh, Steelers? Yes. Okay. I think, yeah, Steelers. Uh, then Hump went down. Humphrey, yeah. Adam Humphreys went down, and it is Wednesday. It is Hump, hump Day <laughs> or Humphreys Day. Credit to Titans yeah. Film Room for uh, getting that going. Yeah. Um, so let me ask this and no concern, according to Vrabel, did you see that happen or anything? I didn't. And I didn't even see him go in. Actually, gotcha. I was, uh, I was watching the field and I guess he must've just walked off or something. One of the A to Z guys, uh, told me about it, but they, um, it, you know, Humphreys, I think it was right after that deep uh, post route that he ran where he got behind uh, got behind the defense deep and uh, Mariota actually laid a beautiful ball on him and it just went right through his hands, which was, I think, the first time I've actually seen him drop a pass uh, in practice. But um, he had that and I don't know if maybe he had something tighten up on him when he was going deep. You know, sometimes when a guy like stretches really stretches out on on a play like that you can get something to tighten up or cramp up on you uh hopefully that's all that was but um certainly nothing like he's down on the field or you know getting carted off or limping off or anything it it seems like it's relatively minor now uh during practice it was uh the first one i saw was trey of black sports online at tj underscore zero nine nine he said Taylor Juan just went into the locker room, curious to know why. Yeah. I sent that to you, and you said he was cussing out some NFLPA reps <laughs> on his way off. He's fine. Yeah. Is this because he can only practice so much or something no. that I'm not aware of? Why Why is he cussing the NFLPA reps? I, and what do you know any more of that story? I, so it happened right in front of me. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he was cussing them out, but... I got the sense that it was something having to do with his appeal or something like that, which I think they just announced um, that his appeal is going to be heard on Thursday. Yeah. Is that Thursday, August. Or no, next Thursday, next August Thursday. 22nd. Okay. So I, I don't know if it has something to do with that, like them not helping him with something for the appeal or whatever, but they, it was two guys in NFL PA uh, polos that Luan came kind of storming off and was yelling back at him you know y'all y'all are good for nothing something like that you know maybe a little bit more colorful than that gotcha so let's move on to seven on sevens um what did you see on seven on sevens from the offense the seven on sevens the offense picked it up a little bit there that that was so the one-on-one -on -one drill was was pretty terrible the seven on sevens they they certainly got it going a little bit better uh i saw a bunch of completions to um Tajay Sharp had a nice, nice period. Deion Lewis had a nice period. He caught, caught several balls. Um, I did see uh, Taewon Taylor had a few nice catches, including one uh, deep ball. Let's see. Let me make sure. That I got that uh, was Yeah, that was from yeah. Mariota. Um, that he caught a deep ball from Mariota during the seven-on-seven -seven period. And then um, 
Yeah, I think it was generally a pretty positive period for for the Titans. They they weren't exactly lighting them up by any means, but it was it was a lot more competitive, and they did connect on you know the the AJ Brown uh, deep ball happened in that period, and so did the Taewon. So they caught they caught them on a couple deep balls, and and that was good to see. The um let's t- let's talk about a little bit in sidetrack before we get on eleven on elevens about Taewon Taylor's progression. Yeah. Um. You rage quit a group chat <laughs> because we would we were relentlessly trolling you and yes. Taewon Taylor. Uh, I mean, you guys are associated together. I mean, well, you're tied together. I have but, I've defended Taewon yeah. for so long because, I mean, the, the fan base started to turn on him as soon as he started dropping passes. Yeah. And I, I get that, but I've always been a person that believes that drops are, are highly overrated as a issue for wide receivers because – when you look at the the grand scheme of things, the guy that has a high drop rate compared to a medium drop rate, you're talking about like two or three drops a season, maybe. And if the guy does a lot more to help beyond what, you know, if you, if you're going to have to put up with two to three drops, but he's also going to be your best deep threat and, you know, be able to make explosive plays for you. I think that's a trade that you make yeah. you know, all day. So, so I've so been a little bit of a defender. It, it, was, it was a rough night for me uh, <laughs> yeah. during the preseason because game. Because he only made one catch or two catches, oh, I think, in the preseason one, game. One catch. He yeah. should have had two, but he didn't get his foot I mean, it was, it, was, it was bad. Yeah. It was probably one of the worst preseason performances I've seen in Titans history. It, it wouldn't have been as bad if, it was, if he didn't have his history. Yeah. Like, if he didn't already have the drop scarlet letter on his I don't chest. know I mean that drop where he's only gets one or the, the catch where he only gets one foot and bounce I mean he's literally looking at the line he's like yeah. I gotta put my foot on that line yeah, on it, was, that it was bad it was bad but what I have we've all been preaching about and what we've all been wanting to see him do uh he went to the jugs machine starting late last week he is seems to be okay that game was horrendous. Maybe I shouldn't rest on my speed alone. Yeah. But it's also translating on the field during practices yep. and catches and stuff. I mean, he's made improvements, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so, I, I mean, is it going to translate? Are, are you, are you start, you were, you were done with Taiwan after that preseason game. I, are you I, starting I said some to things get emotionally? Yeah. Are yeah. you starting to get? Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of getting a little bit excited to see what Taiwan does this preseason yeah. game. And I, and I wasn't. I was ready to launch him into the sun. <laughs> so I'm. I'm anxious to see because that's it. If he can catch and and learn how to catch. He's a viable part of this offense. I mean, people will accuse me of being a Taewon defender, but he was legitimately the best offensive player for the Titans today. I mean, not no doubt about it. I mean, D- again, Walker didn't practice. Davis got almost no team reps. A.J. Brown got limited reps. Humphreys went in early. But Taewon Taylor was the best offensive player for the Titans. He made two massive catches and at least uh, two other ones that would have been like 15 to 20-yard gains. Um, he really had a great day and he looked like he was a little bit more confident hands catching and stuff like that. So, and, and that goes along with the two previous practices since the preseason game, when most reporters have said, you know, he's having, he's having really nice practices and those practices as well. So he's got some momentum going. It feels like this week in practice. Now it needs to translate 
when the lights come on Saturday night, because I mean, frankly, if he drops a ball at home, he's going to hear the booze. I mean, it's going to get ugly, um, especially uh, at Nissan stadium. So I, I think he needs to see that translate kind of build on it. But if he can, I, I, I stand by the talent. Like that's, that's what keeps me coming back to him because there's no other Titans receiver that gets behind the defense as consistently as he does. It just does not happen. It, like, I mean, Khalif Raymond is fast, but he does not get behind the defense like Taewon Taylor does. Well, let's, let's move on to the 11-11s, and then we'll get into a little bit more specific topics with some of these other questions from fans. Um, the current state of the O-line and was who was starting for the O-line? Offensive line was Kelly... Saffold, Ben Jones, Kevin Pomfield, and uh, Jack Conklin. Okay, do you think Pamphill's pretty much, as long as Nate Davis is unhealthy, he's he's got it locked down? I don't know if I'd say locked down just yet, because I think Jamil Douglas started there the past couple days, maybe, or at least a, at least one practice this week, Jamil Douglas got the start there. So I think it's largely between those two from the sounds of it, but I'd say Pamphill is... is there's probably like a 70% chance that Panfield's a starter day. And that question was from Chris at L-Y-T-E underscore Flint, Light Flint. Okay. Um, So he was wondering the current state. How did the O-line perform in 11-11s? Mostly pretty good. I mean, there weren't any really quick pressures. There were some sacks, uh, but most of those were coverage sacks from guys not getting open. And frankly, for a big chunk of the team periods, we were seeing Darius Jennings, uh, Tajay Sharp, and sometimes Khalif Raymond in the slot as your top receivers with no Davis, no Humphreys, no Walker. And they're they're trotting out their first-team defense against all these guys like Gilmore and all that. Yeah, Yeah. they had a healthy first-team defense. And uh, and they talked a little bit about this. I think uh, Coach Mack was talking about this. The Patriots have one of the better secondaries in the league honestly if you look at it you've got Gilmore who some people would say is the best cornerback in the league right now uh you've got Devin McCourty who's been one of the best free safeties in the league for a long time Deron Harmon Patrick Chung uh Jason McCourty still playing pretty well he doesn't have the speed but he's still a smart player knows where to be good on technique all that stuff and JC Jackson played really well today I don't know if that's been a theme for them previous to this but jc jackson looks like a legit corner um so that's a really good group and and it shouldn't be that shouldn't be overlooked especially when you've got darius jennings and you know tasha sharp is your top two receivers um that mariota's working with today and no no walker no john smith i mean you're talking about like basically third stringers mostly playing against one of the best secondaries in the nfl so well, is there anything that we can take away because from the national narrative of Marcus versus Tannehill? Because it, I said on the podcast last week that this first preseason game yeah. is going to happen, and there is going to be a quarterback controversy. And for, sure enough, after it, it is, it just happened. I guess I've spoken to existence. I don't know, but well, stop it. Yeah. The did did you see? Um, this can roll into a uh, question from one of our listeners, Raphael Granada at Spam Hammer 27. Does the offense look like a work in progress still, or does M- Marcus seem a little lost out there? Asterix, not saying anything negative about Marcus. Everyone calm down. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. If you even say something that could be perceived as negative about yeah, Marcus, yeah, because it seems like Tannehill from they all, come for you. Yeah, it seems like all intents and purposes for Tannehill, this was a bad day for Tannehill, more Tannehill so than it was for Marcus. Yeah, Mariota was was clearly better than Tannehill today. Um, Tannehill had a couple bad interceptions. Um, Mariota, I don't think threw an interception during team period. And was more he was the more accurate of the two, um, and I also thought Mariota had a really nice moment uh, that where he was that he had run play action left and then was running or play action right and was bootlegging back to his left, so running like against his throwing arm, and uh, there was a defender in his face, kind of closing towards him, and he was trying to slip a pass to uh, Anthony Ferkser that was kind of running like a scrape route underneath. And Mariota, instead of, you know, trying to float it over the defender, he reached back and threw it kind of sidearm and kind of just darted it around the defender into uh, Ferkser's uh, hands and was able to get him upfield and get some, some yardage from that. But I thought that was a, a nice play from him, kind of showing the comfortability of being able to throw from a different arm angle on the move and get the ball to the where it needs to go for the Titans to move downfield. And that's that kind of stuff, that kind of freelance ability is something that he's never really shown, I don't think, in the NFL on a regular basis. So it was kind of good to see that. But I thought it was a good, good but not great day for Mariota. Um, and, again, I, I feel like the targets has something to do with that. I mean, it, it's tough. But... I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good today. I, I don't think the offense overall looks very good, though. If if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And part of that, again, a lot of people out. But well, you have technically five starters out. I mean, right. you have not only Luan is out, right, for most of these reps. Yeah. It, it yeah. Seem. He's working with the second team. And then you would have. And, uh, and let me say this real quick, Luan. When Lawan comes in on the second team, Lawan just dominates yeah. on that left side. How's Conklin looking? Let's do a little check in on Conklin. He's looking good. I yeah. I I no longer I'm not concerned about Conklin at this. Yeah, point. I like that. Um, I, I I don't think he's he. There's any lingering effects. Do you think the Titans will regret not doing the fifth year option on him at all? I don't I don't think so. Simply because it would have paid him like he was a top five tackle anyways, and I don't know that anyone would consider him a top five tackle like he might be a top five right tackle but they don't differentiate between those two gotcha. for for purposes of that option so i think you could see them sign him to a long-term extension but it'll be probably a number lower than what he would have gotten paid last year anyways Let's, or next year anyways i got one more topic before we head into uh the last two fan questions okay um the f- so let's talk about Cam Wake. You had an interesting tweet about Cam Wake. It's uh, he's been out here for two plus or ninety minutes, and uh, he's not sweating or out of breath. Is he a robot? Yeah, I, I think I legitimately think he is because I was sweating and out of breath from standing there holding a pencil, chugging water. Um, and I'm sitting here watching these guys, and they're doing a conditioning drill at the end of practice, and it's not like a heavy conditioning drill. They're just kind of jogging it out, trying to like cool down and everything but cam wake is literally just jogging back and forth and you know first of all he he looks like an adonis like i mean he has his shirt sleeves tucked in so you can see the whole gun show uh you know the shirt is pulled up so you can see the whole eight pack like he just looks incredible and you know no, no homo but um he looks amazing and i'm sitting there so i i 
glance at him and I'm like, and he's just jogging with this kind of bored expression on his face and there's not a bead of sweat anywhere on his face and he's not even breathing hard. Like he's jogging with his mouth closed, like breathing through his nose. And I'm like, how is this guy like not even a little bit tired? I mean, not even a little bit. He looked like he could have just started practice. It's, it's absolutely insane. I, I, that guy is a cyborg and anyone that thinks he's too old to be playing is absolutely insane. Uh, so let's get into the fan questions. Uh, the first one comes from an avid listener and huge fan. Uh, I believe it's Paul Kaharski. Oh, I think is his name. Kaharski. Oh. Kaharski. At Paul Kaharski <laughs> NFL uh, on Twitter. Love it when Mike is on the sideline. Had some good pre-practice chit-chat. Yeah. Why don't the rest of you work? <laughs> I think that's why we're not at practice, because we are working. Allegedly. 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 Uh, yeah. What was the uh, pre-practice chit-chat? Yeah, so uh, Paul and I talked about some of the uh, kind of lower end of the roster guys that we're interested in, and not to give away uh, too many secrets, but I think we both agree that Amani Bledsoe is a guy to keep an eye on on the defensive line. Um he was a pretty highly recruited player out of high school, ended up not playing a whole lot at Oklahoma for some non-football reasons, I believe, but he's uh, he's an interesting dude. He's I, I watched him a little bit in that Eagles preseason game. He moves around really well for a guy of his size, so um, yeah, I think uh, Amani Bledsoe, a guy to keep an eye on, but yeah, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed, enjoyed the chat with Paul. It was, it was it's fun. nice that you reach out to fans like that. Let's... <laughs> What about, I wonder, you bring up Amani Bledsoe and being around uh, in the preseason game. Isaiah Mack, that yeah. was a name that I was not expecting to hear a lot of, and he's from University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have any insight into what his career was like? I mean, it looked like that he was kind of never reached double-digit sacks, but yeah. he is kind of that position that you wouldn't generate a lot from. Right. Um, a lot of people are, I mean, I have heard Jarrell Casey's kind of taking him under his his wing. What what's your feeling with Isaiah Mack? I I mean I like him. He he had two of the most impressive plays defensively uh, Thursday night against the Eagles. He had the one, um, he had a pressure and a really nice play on a, a tackle for loss on back to back plays when the Eagles were backed up in their own end pretty deep. And um, yeah, I think he is a little Jarrell Casey Jarrell Casey ish. Uh, I don't know that he's as quick as Casey, and I mean, to be fair, almost nobody is at that size, but he's a similar size player. He seems good with his hands. Um, I He's got my eye for sure. I, I think if you're looking for a guy to kind of fill out the back of the defensive line rotation, I think Amani Bledsoe and Isaiah Mack are the two to watch, and those are two guys I really want to keep a close eye on saturday night against the patriots well, that'd be good that we'll we'll talk about those guys uh later okay uh any recommend this is from ghost of a land shark defense at the multini i don't know if that's an alcoholic drink or not uh <laughs> any recommendations for those planning to attend practice tomorrow i've already given them these recommendations okay get there early 7 30 a.m people were lining up already yep and bring a personal fan and empty water bottle to fill up why you're there so so they were giving out fans and sunscreen today oh wow so um you may not have to bring those you might want to just in case they're not tomorrow for some reason but 
um yeah empty water bottle you can't bring in any outside liquids um so definitely bring a water bottle f- to fill up because they'll have like little cups um but you know the cups are small so you'll be running back and forth to the water jug constantly so um but yeah i mean i would get there early ish um i don't know if there's gonna be more people today than there were or tomorrow than there were today but today it wasn't super crowded in the stands there was a good amount of people there but the biggest thing is going to be you're going to want to pick which side you want to watch so whether you want to watch the titans offense against the patriots defense or the patriots offense against the titans defense so Today, I picked the Titans offense, just wanted to see. This was my first time seeing A.J. Brown live and in person, uh, so that's what kind of drove me there. But tomorrow, I'm going to go uh, watch the other side. But you'll want to pick – I'm guessing – I don't know if they'll do the same side to the field or not, but once they split up, you'll be it'll be pretty clear which side you need to be on for the side that you want to watch. So just pick that side, grab a good spot, and uh, try to get some shade if you can. Well, that does it for us until tomorrow. Um, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to all the listeners who uh, put out some questions. I know there were two questions that we did not get to, but we'll get to those uh, tomorrow. And we'll ask for more questions tomorrow, so please send us all your questions. We'll be defense-heavy tomorrow, so keep that in mind when you're asking. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at FWordsPod. Follow Mike on Twitter, at MikeMiracles. That's right. Um, musiccitymiracles.com you can go and read some of his uh, recaps I'm sure he'll be going home and writing a recap of today yep uh, we'll have a uh, in-depth recap hitting a lot of this stuff but probably some stuff that I didn't get to uh, hear as well so. we've we've had a few um, episodes come out since the last time we recorded one of these we've had a uh, episode last week and then we also debuted our new Hard Knocks review episode <laughs> uh, Soft talks um in which mike abruptly left the conversation yeah i Uh, I just bailed like antonio brown (laughs) yeah uh so we'll be recording our regular episode tonight and our soft talks episode tonight soft talks will be released every tuesday before the uh the newest episode is released so you can kind of get a little recap heading into that night uh we'll be back tomorrow same time and same bat channel. Same bat channel and bring you the recap from yesterday. But as far as anything else, you've just been effed. You've got effed. <laughs>